There is no God, says the fool, who probably went to public school. It's Rhyme and Reason 437. Hey there, Tony here with another deep dive into a worldview that so many despise. I wish they didn't. I wish they didn't. But there are so many people on the planet that are willing still to this day to say there is no God, and that makes them a fool. Because only a fool could or would dare to make the claim that there is no God. And that's even a link in the show notes, should be a fool. And why would, you know, it's written in the Bible. Why would God say himself that a fool is the only one who would say there's no God? Because it's a self-refuting assertion or argument or whatever you want to call it. In order to say it so absolutely, and they'll say, there is no God. That's an absolute statement, you know. And it comes a lot of times from people who are (laughs) saying they don't believe in absolutes, but that's an absolute statement. And in order to say it so absolutely, you'd have to really know everything there is to know about everything in and around the universe. And you know what? In order to know all that, you'd have to be God, which would mean your argument would sound foolish. Why would you, knowing everything, say there is no God since you are God? Why would you do that? If you believe there is no God, I'll bet I know something else about you, that you either went to public school or you were raised in a household of narrow-minded so-called intellectuals. Ouch, Tony, that's harsh. Yeah, yeah, it's a little harsh. But it's also just about guaranteed to be true. And I know how those intellectuals like to think only Christians can be narrow-minded which is fundamentally true, by the way. And that is for another time or something. But, you know, remind me, ask me, hey, what do you mean we're we're narrow-minded? If you don't already know that. I know a lot of the people who listen to this, they do know what I'm saying. But some might not. Because there's nothing more narrow-minded than believing your worldview doesn't even have to be defended. Yeah, let me explain that. I remember quite a few years back, a discussion I had with an atheist friend of mine. Uh, He was a friend of mine way back then. He chose to end our friendship because of my Christian worldview, which is not narrow-minded at all, by the way, right? Anyway, he said, my assertion that God exists is the argument um, that, you know, it's it's the argument that, that requires proof. In other words, I'm making an assertion that God exists, and I need to be able to prove that. On the other hand, he said a negative position, his position, you know, like God does not exist, he said that doesn't have to be defended. And of course, it's been a long time, so I know I'm not quoting him verbatim, but that was the gist of it. You know, I'm, I'm saying there is no God, and since you have nothing to hold up that you can put in front of me, I don't have to defend my position. It defends itself. That's the way people like that think. And according to an atheistic perspective, The fact that no one has seen God, quoting him again, is proof he doesn't exist. Since he's invisible and not in control of the world and showing no signs of omnipotence, he must be imaginary, right? I can't imagine, really, as I try to think about, how could that bring any comfort to these people, you know? 
I'm, I'm narrow-minded enough to believe there's only one way to eternal life, and, and eternal life with God I'm talking about, and I'm narrow-minded enough to believe that that one way is found only in the Christian faith. See, that's pretty narrow-minded, right? I'm saying it's only found in the Christian faith. But I don't believe it simply because it was force-fed to me, as they like to say, by my family or school or even church. Well, you were just force-fed all that. When you went to church, they rammed it down your throat, and you never grew out of it. You never got smarter and realized that that's not what it is. I mean, that's the kind of things that I've been told. Now, I've examined a lot of evidence, and I've seen how the whole world is full of evidence for the existence of my Creator, your Creator. And it, i got to tell you, it brings me an enormous amount of comfort to know life in this filthy, fallen world is not the end. I can't imagine having to go through even the junk that everybody's having to go through around the world right now with an unseen virus. I can't imagine that you're going to deal with all that thinking that at some point, even though you might come out of it, you know, well, on the other side of it alive, that it's all for nothing anyway because eventually it's going to go to blackness. That can't bring you any comfort. But I'm comforted because I'm living on when I die. I'll live forever in that sweet by and by. And it brings me joy that this world cannot destroy to know I won't die when I die. A little something there to leave you with a rhyme for my reason. And I do believe that it takes very little to put yourself on the side of reason when you read into, uh, I mean, when you look into and read God's Word, you'll find there's a lot of reason in there, sound evidence. It's not fairy tales and make-believe and stories. It's not just that. I've had Christian friends, people who called them Christian fr- Christians, sorry, called themselves Christians. I've had them tell me, don't you just believe that some of it you know, it's just a lot of stories. It's just, you know, yeah, there are stories, but it's not like it's made up. It's not fairy tales, you know, like I've written for kids. These are stories. These are real things, historical things that happened. They're in the Bible. And it doesn't paint a good picture about, you know, the people who follow God. Oftentimes they did horrible things. We've all done horrible things. You know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory, as the Bible says. And I am included in all. Believe me. Okay, I've gone into a a direction that I guess sort of fits with this, but it wasn't where I was actually going to go. I was just going to kind of share that idea with you on how, you know, to say there is no God is kind of foolish because you've got to be God to say that. And then you're you're God, so there is a God. (laughs) But it's key. It's key. It's very crucial and important to remember that there is a God, you're not him, and he does have an idea for where he would like you to be, and he's made a place based on that idea, eternal life in paradise. But you don't have to go there. You can say, I want no part of it, and you can choose to go the other direction. And he's made a place for you too. Please, please don't go there. Please. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to do it because I said so. You might even despise the sound of my voice asking you not to do it. But if it's not my voice, listen to somebody who cares about you that says life has 
eternal consequences our life here does. And it's either eternal life or eternal death. Listen to somebody who's telling you that. And, and pay attention. They love you for telling you that. And I love you enough to tell you that, even if I despise your worldview. So, I guess that's it for now. Until next time, this is Tony from TonyFunderberg.com. Remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and